Um, I'm recording. Fuck it. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, pick a loaf and Dr. Zong. again oh right silver and gold we're back uh finally maybe something or other we got the summer blues going i'm the loaf with me dr zah hi so for the three of you that check in on the facebook group you'll have noticed we decided quite a while back that we would be covering this time master of the flying guillotine. And that's from 1976. Or, here we go, let's say it. Do be Quan Wang Da Po Jue Dizi. Wow. Um, Master of the Flying Guillotine. And uh, Zom's pick, Highlander, one that I had never seen up until, shit, almost a month ago. <laughs> Hope I remember something about it. Uh, Highlander from 1986. Um, so Zom, I haven't uh, haven't heard your your sweet, delicate voice in a while. How have you been, sir? Yeah, me too. Um, I'm all right. I am in a stupor right now, and <laughs> a little grouchy, and I just woke up. So after a nice, long, peaceful sleep, and a uh, peaceful nap, anyway, right? Uh, yeah, and I have a feeling that it's gonna. Uh, I'm going to be right back at it in about <laughs> two hours and maybe a half. If, if the show is two hours and 45, he'll still stick to that two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh. no way the show's going to be two and a half this week. This, no, this week. no, 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 no. It's um, we're streamlining. Yeah. Streamlining. We're streamlining by only recording once a month and forgetting everything about the movies we watch. <laughs> Or something. Um, yeah, so things are all right here, I guess. You know, yeah, a lot of... Right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. We'll just say could be worse, right? Always could how, be worse. How? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it's like, you know, we all deserve what we get in life, and this is it. I don't know who I shit on in a past life, so... Just think. Maybe if it were reincarnated, <laughs> we'll... Um, <laughs> Oh, you know, the thing is, like, you know, we might come back and re like the, you know, like the flat circle and, you know, all this and that shit. And we'll all come back and you'll live the same life again, but subtle variations will, will 
change it. So, you know, you could. Will so, I know ahead of time that this is what I'm in, what's in store for me? No. Cause that would be rough. Like you might like, you know, like when you're a kid, like when the bully comes up to you that like pushed you down or, 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 you know, made you into whatever you are. He, he, he punched me for talking to the girl he liked. You might get the lucky, you might just close your eyes and swing and actually like, and hit him and become like a big jock stud and be a jerk and a closeted, you know, uh, a-hole and you'll be the bully this time. And, and you know what I'm saying? You'll be on top. Can't wait. It's going to be a great life. Yeah. This one's about over, so we'll look forward to the next one. It's never going to end. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so just been sitting around. I've been reading a lot of comics. Yeah. Star Wars comics. Yeah. Yeah, So uh, I've been trying to read them. I found this cool website. I don't remember the name of the actual website. I pretty much did a Google search for like the reading order for Star Wars comics. And um, th- there's a lot of these Star Wars omnibi, omnibuses uh, collected of a bunch of the Dark Horse titles and stuff like that. And um, so this uh, this list kind of goes through. It's like, this is where the movies fall. This is where these stories fall. So it's been pretty cool to go back, and I've started pretty much with, well, I guess I started with the prequels, um, the uh, episode one, Phantom Menace, and kind of read the the in-between stories from those movies, and all the Clone Wars stuff, and um, I watched the old Cartoon Network, I think it was Cartoon Network, the um, the old uh, Clone Wars series that actually they aired the little shorts between the second and third movies um, with uh, Grievous and Count Dooku and all that stuff. So it's been it's been pretty cool to catch back up. And I've just passed Star Wars itself, uh, the, the, fir- the fourth movie, and uh, I'm getting into the comics of what happens as after they blow up the Death Star. So it's been pretty pretty fun. I've been in a still haven't watched the Star Wars trailer, so this has been my fix instead. Um, so uh, I mean, besides that, just watching stuff, I guess TV and shit. So what have you been watching? This well, maybe highlights if you've been watching a lot. No, not at all. Yeah. Hi. Okay. Now, when we were going to record before, I in an error in. Um, picking or downloading or whatever i downloaded zoo dz or the flying guillotine from 1975 <laughs> and i was like okay i'm all ready to go ready to fucking do the show i'm glad you posted an image of it yeah, and you're like hey uh by the way so anyway but i watched <laughs> it now this one is a lot more old school uh yeah. than the one we're going to review uh, I'll be honest with you, since it was, uh, but it it did it did give me like a, an idea of what the weapon and stuff was, but yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to go too far into it because we'll cover a lot of that on the next one. Okay, but uh, let's see here. I watched uh, Blood on the Streets from 1974, or Borsalino and Company. Uh, now this is a uh, Jacques 
Derrière, euh, movie euh, starring Hélène Delon. Okay, and one of the okay, the, there's a um, it's a gangster movie, and um, one of the funny kind of uh, trivia about it is that, and uh, I don't know if you'll know what I'm talking about. I think some of our fans might. Uh, Elaine Delon's fans. character. His name is Rock Safrady. <laughs> and that's where. Oh my God. Rocco that totally reminds me. Uh, you had Rocco's... anal sex with some chick and it's like put your foot on her head and spit. Yeah. Awesome. Um, no, it was. Name another guy that would be that same kind of uh, porn star. It might have been that name. There's a there was an older gentleman that comes in uh to to get training sessions and um it came up in conversation because he was asking about podcasts and I told him that I did one and he's like, "Oh, what's it called?" And this guy, I mean, when I say old, he's probably like 80. Oh. And uh I I said I told him the name of it. I was like I was like or told him what we did. I didn't tell him the name of it. And um he's like, "Oh, he's like I'd like to listen to that. I like movies. I like uh, old like, uh, you know, B movies and stuff like that. I was like, you don't want to listen. It's filthy. And he's like, no, blah, blah, blah. And so he starts telling me about all these porn stuff he watches mm. and like for like artistic merit. Like, but he was saying, oh, do you know who? And I forgot the name that he told me. Huh. And uh, it was like Rocco Sofredi or something like that. And this is like an 80 year old guy. He's a doctor. <laughs> well, <no. laughs> and uh, but yeah, he's like, oh, God, I wish I could remember the other the name that he said. Because I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but it was. It just caught me totally off guard, and I'm curious if you listen to the show now. I'm just. I'm. Uh, well, he'll if he does, and we put this out, then he'll know that we're talking. Yeah, this now. is a call out to you, buddy. We have exposed uh, him. Um, <laughs> I didn't say his name. Uh, I just remember there was the place that rented ah uh, Sylvan Gold, um, ooh, um, that rented adult. Films and this was before the internet, and they had a little room that had like the swinging uh, doors, like in a saloon in the western, and that's where the room was that had mm-hmm. porn. And I went in there, and you know, I had a video store like that too. It had the swinging doors actually, and the porn was. And I wandered back there when I was a kid. One because I wanted to see the doors, and two because <laughs> they had a Jaws poster up on the wall through the little swinging doors, like, and I Jaws. wanted to look at the Jaws poster, not knowing that I had just wandered into the porn. Not section. knowing the Jaws were little Oral Annie. <laughs> uh, anyway, but um, I'm looking, and I'm looking for the usual, uh, you know, Christie Canyon, you know, whatever was out, whatever was the fashion at the time, and I see this dude, uh, I see this girl face down, butt in the air, and this guy's got her on a dog collar with a leash, and he's got his foot, I think. It wasn't on her head, because she was sucking on his big toe. And he was, like, mounting her, and it said, no one degrades women like Rocco. (laughs) And I thought, I want to watch this. Now, I didn't watch, well, I watched part of it, since we watched the last movie. So I, I could give a review of this and it was called, uh, Sandy insatiable starring Rocco Safrady <laughs> and Sandy Balastara or something like that. And 
somebody uh what the fuck was her name? I can't remember. Lamour. She has a couple <laughs> names. And uh the premise was that Rocco is this famous movie star and that these chicks like this one chick says uh she thinks that she uh wants to be in a Rocco movie. And this chick was good looking, you know, blonde, good looking, right? And so but she doesn't know what she's in for. Because it would be like if you went to like a uh, Dracula's castle, not knowing that Dracula was this vampire, and um, which Rocco did make some like tar. He made like a Tarzan movie, mm-hmm. and I think a Zor. I think they got sued because they they didn't make just a Tarzan porn. They made like it would be like Greystoke with Christopher Lambert, who's going to show up in one of the movies. Lambert, yeah. but. Um, they actually made it and just put fucking in it. And I guess the people <laughs> that owned the rights to it, to uh, Tarzan were kind of like, wait, hey. But anyway. Oh, I, it was, I think it was Randy Spears that he Randy was Randy Spears. That's a, that's a GGTMC sweaty dude. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that the... Uh, yeah. Uh, is that... Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> is uh, that the Randy Spears sound? I haven't heard Sammy do that one in a while. Yeah. I haven't either. That's because I, I don't listen to podcasts <laughs> anymore. <though. laughs> um, but, Wait, what? But this one's pretty good. It, it's um, like I said, it's a old school like a gangster Tommy Gun movie, kind of like it's sort of Godfatherish. Uh, I like Delon, and um, when uh, th- there's a uh, a scene where his rival uh, decides they get Rock and they kidnap him. This has got a lot of fucking uh, violence in it. And um, instead of killing him, which is a mistake, you know, uh, like the hand in Marvel Comics says, you know, leave nothing living for only the living can spread the disease of knowledge. So they, But they decide, like a Bond villain, uh, that they are – all they do is just they get him and it's almost like Popeye Doyle in French Connection 2 where they got him – they just kept him in a room and just kept giving him heroin until he became an addict. But in this one, they just uh, keep pouring booze down his throat until he becomes a, an alcoholic. Uh, and speaking of – now, the was it you and I talking about the movie The Connection that's coming out? No. Maybe it was so. J, uh, Jake. But anyway, um, there is a movie, 2015 movie coming out called The Connection. And um, I think it might have been Jake and I on Cult of Muscle, which I co-hosted. And um, he wasn't sure or whoever I was talking to said they weren't sure because I asked him, I said, well, is this like related to the French Connection, the heroin thing that they did? French Connection one and two, you know, Popeye Doyle and all that stuff. And they weren't sure. Well, I watched the trailer and it is, but it's not over here. It's, you know how it was in France mm-hmm. with this at the same time and everything. So anyway, that's uh, the emergence of rock. They, his name was rock Safrady. And then whoever, whatever Rocco's real name is, uh, he, I guess saw that movie and took the name himself and added an O and became Rocco. And I will say this. Um, now for me, the only, no one degrades women like Rocco uh, watch a Max Hardcore fucking movie. Ugh. Little skinny creep. Uh, old man, <laughs> gross. Ugh, it's vomitous. 
Um, let's see. And sometimes it does have vomit in it, which is really gross. I watched 2015's Maggie, this Henry Hobson movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Uh Breslin. Okay, Jolie Richardson. The trailer for this I thought looked so good. Then I watched it with a couple of friends, watched it with like about three friends, and it sucked. Okay? Now, (laughs) um... Jake once said the quote, you know, I, that he liked, you know, historians. Uh, he he liked a novel, but he didn't like poetry. This is poetry. Uh, I'm surprised because I think he did say he liked this. Um, to me, okay, it's kind of a zombie movie. Uh, Arnold's daughter. There's mm-hmm. there's a plague. It's a virus. I think though. Well, I mean, it's kind of a zombie movie, but, um, it's, to me, it seemed like it was kind of like a metaphor for like, I don't know, like if, uh, if your kid say got, um, HIV AIDS or whatever, and dealing with this, them, the kid dealing with the stigma from society and friends and the father and people saying, Oh, you know, you should do this and that. Um, uh, never really gets going. There's 5,000 times where, not five. There's not even five thousand. There's about four or five times where you think, okay, so, you know, it's building up, building up, and then when you think, okay, something's going to give, and <laughs> and it would just, it's like it just let down every time, and it's boring. It sucks. I wanted it to be good. I liked, like I said, the trailer looked really cool. I was showing people. I was like, man, check this trailer out. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you know, it's different. It looks good. Cinematography looks good. Schwarzenegger was good in it, but it's just fucking just went boring. Nowhere. Just, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> 2014's What We Do in the Shadows, which was fucking hilarious. This is a uh, Germain Clement and Taka Watiti. <laughs> and uh, they also star in it. And uh, this is a. Um, Sort of a documentary crew goes and uh, hangs out in this house with these uh, vampires, and they all have their their backgrounds and 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 it shows them living in modern day, even though some of them have been around for hundreds of years and everything. It's fucking funny as shit. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect on that one. That one's on iTunes. Um, now, okay, I watched a movie called. Or 2014's The Gambler, directed by Rupert Wyatt, starring mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg, Jessica Lang, John Goodman. Okay. Why do you do this to yourself? I didn't have a choice. Uh... I was watching movies with friends. And, uh, somebody rented this one. Okay. Now, it sucks, but it's not <laughs> horrible. You're not ripping your eyes out. You're not ready to kill yourself. But I had seen the James Caan 1974 Gambler, uh, directed by. Carl or Carell rise uh, and it's really good uh, Mark Wahlberg must have seen the gambler with James Caan and he decided you know, with Kenny Rogers hey motherfucker you know what I think I'm going to make this movie too so he makes the same fucking movie except makes it not as good and he sucks <laughs> He just, like, I mean, I'm serious. On the box art where he's standing there disheveled with a pair of Ray-Bans on, uh, he just 
you could have had a cardboard cutout the entire movie. He was horrible, as usual. He's a wannabe. He wanted to make this movie because he thought that he is the modern-day James Caan. It's like when he made, what was one, Charlie, where he tried to be Cary Grant, or The Italian Connection, where he tried to be Michael Caine. He sees a movie, and he he thinks, oh, nobody's going to know what this is, so uh, you know, nobody's going to remember this, so I'll be in it, and I'll be cool like them. <laughs> and he's not. You're not. You suck. Fuck you, <laughs> cocksucker. I mean, it just, it just, they, they took all the, I mean, it just was not good. I don't give a fuck. I don't like him. Uh, him trying to, now I will say this. When I watched the original Gambler, he mm-hmm. is a college professor um, in, uh, like English lit or some literature, or whatever. And even James Caan, uh, standing in front of a class and talking about Shakespeare or whatever. Um, that is the one part of the movie that, um, I always, when I watch it, think, you know, eh. uh, Mark Wahlberg's 10 times worse and unconvincing. Okay. I watched 1989's A Dry White Season, starring... Uh, this was a... Uh, Yuzan Palzi, uh, directed movie, starring Donald Sutherland, and uh, it's got uh, Susan Sarandon in it, and uh, Marlon Brando. And uh, I think Brando got nominated for an Oscar uh, for this for Best Supporting. Um Never seen this, and I, you know, I've heard about it for years. It is on what the hell was this on? Comcast in demand, I think, for free. But anyway, I watched it, and I'm glad I did. It was very good. And in the wake of all the violence and people getting shot by cops here, and uh, them finding out that there's that the Chicago police had a, a black site in Chicago where they would take people. Not put them on the books and torture them into confessions Jesus. and all this shit uh, here recently, right? And back in the you know like sixties and stuff. Um, this really shows you a, like you know there's a lot of comparisons between uh, apartheid South Africa and what's going on here, except it was ten times worse uh, there. Um, it's it was pretty brutal, and I I posted some stuff about a couple of the the, the cops uh, because I once I watched this movie I looked up uh, some of the uh, Truth Commission stuff on YouTube, and uh, there was this one guy who was the head. They basically had a death squad uh, there to kill like black people and protesters and white people that were trying to help make some changes, and uh, like the one cop's uh, nickname was Prime Evil. And uh, there was another one, and they said that, uh, like, he would dress up like a priest, and um, they would torture people and just kill them and everything else. I mean, it was it's just awful. But the movie's good. Marlon Brando's part is very – is not very long at all, um, but he's good. I think he – they said he even, like, worked for scale in this because he thought it was such an important subject. Um but anyway, and, and Jürgen Prochnow is in it, and he is a cocksucker. Anyway, Yay. really bad. I mean, it's like, ugh, ugh. 
Okay, 1997's City of Industry, which was directed by John Irvin, starring Harvey Keitel, Stephen Dorff, uh, who's uh, one of Big Willie's favorites, <laughs> Timothy Hutton, and Fomka Johnson. Um, this one's pretty good. It's not great. Someone, I did not know this until I posted it, that uh, it is a remake of a, I think, a Japanese movie, or a, mm. I don't know, Hong Kong, whatever, something like that. Um, Stephen Dorff is a total fucking dick in this, and the first time I saw it a long time ago, he just plays this fucking industrial music real loud in his uh, car while he drives around. He's a cocksucker. He's a piece of shit. Uh, Famka uh, is pretty good looking in this. She's very young, and Harvey Keitel is always good. Oh, did and- I ever tell you I saw him at a club watching a burlesque show? Huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. remember when you went and, you, and he was sitting there, and then didn't he get it go up and pee or something? And uh, you didn't follow him in the bathroom, did you? No, I never did. Okay. Uh, Michael Jai White's in this. I just saw that. I didn't realize that was him. Uh, and uh, Lucy Liu is in this. And if you want to see her titties, uh, she is a stripper. Yay! And she has small titties, but it's always nice to see a. Famous person's titties. Celebrity boobies. Celebrity boobies. Last thing I watched, and I have been watching, and I am about five episodes in, and I am loving it. What's this? Shockwave may be busy. It may have stopped responding. Go Uh-oh. fuck yourself. Okay. Shockwave? Is that still a thing? Shockwave. I have been watching Penny Dreadful, the first season. They have it on iTunes. Or fourteen ninety nine. I think it's seventeen episodes, I believe. Uh, and it is fucking awesome. It's not what I expected <laughs> it was going to be because I didn't know anything about it. I haven't heard anything about it other than the second season just started. And I was like, I wonder what this is. I think I'll just look. Most of the these um, full seasons of TV shows are you know thirty bucks. So what's yeah. the shockwave keep coming up? Stop the plug-in. Meh. Take it. Um, th- but um, I-, I was just surprised. I just, for some reason, looked it up, and it was only fourteen ninety nine, and it is very good. I am enjoying the fuck out of it. I am trying not, like, I was going to post a picture, which I did, of, like, Timothy Dalton's in it. Uh, also, Eva Green's in it, and she's awesome. Um what is this reload pay? I'm not reloading Jack or shit because it'll crash everything. Um, Josh Hartnett's in it and he's usually a piece of wood, but he's pretty good in this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not, I, I don't want to see any pictures or anything because you're trying to avoid spoilers. Exactly. I don't want to know what's going on. It's nothing what I thought it was going to be. And it's, I'll, it, it I've been watching it, and there's several times where it has made me jump. Um, That's all I can say. Have you watched it? No, never did. Uh, It's good, (laughs) Uh. and it's and it's. I'll try try to track it down. Yeah, Um, that's all I've been watching, and and uh, uh, not not a lot, but I mean, you know, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Some hockey. I uh, I did not go see Avengers. Mm, me neither. Um, I did not go see Mad Max, uh, even though that just started pretty much today. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done. I haven't watched a lot. I watched a lot of fucking um, uh, uh like kitchen nightmares <laughs> and Hotel Hell mm-hmm. on Hulu because yeah. I can. It was. I got in that mood where I wasn't really want to watching want, wanting to watch anything, so I would just turn it on yeah. and just leave it playing while I read or something. Kitchen so, Nightmares is pretty fucking entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And, and for, <laughs> those shows always ultimately make me hungry too. So then I just eat shit because they're they're always disgusting at the beginning. And then of course he's got to break out the the simple but fresh uh, menu at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I get hungry every time. And paint the place and do all this. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, it's a hotel, and he fixes up like two rooms, and for some reason that just turns them around entirely. It does. Very, very realistic. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I, mean, I watched a few, and I'll tell you the if if there was a theme to the last couple weeks of the movies that I've been watching, it has been this looks awesome, and then I'm just totally just <laughs> about it, <laughs> and and it's like over and over again. And it's a bunch of genre movies that had like great posters, or like the people in it looked great. And for the most part, they were. It was just kind of like this, like just middle of the road, just like oatmeal. <laughs> Maybe your palate is is burnout. I don't know. Um, let's see. I watched. Well, this one was good. I watched Scarecrow from 1973. Ah. Now this like is that. one I had never even heard of, and. I think it was one of those, and I like this site because it always makes me dig. It's um, I can't remember the name, of it, but they always do like top five or top twenty like uh, little little scene dramas from the seventies, or and and their list always has some stuff I haven't seen, and this was on there. This is uh, directed by Jerry Schitzberg, Schatzberg, uh, and uh, it has Gene Hackman and Al Pacino. Who, what a combo! Yeah. And Richard Lynch, uh, a dick. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit in this one. <laughs> well, now he was, you know, he's when you he first meet him, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed great. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, this is pretty good. It's uh, it's kind of a Buddy Road movie. Two guys or I you were one guy. Say a Buddy Rose movie. Buddy Rose, Playboy Buddy pounds. Rose movie. <laughs> They go on the blow-away diet. He jumps down, starts doing push-ups all the time. His big <laughs> belly hitting the ground. Um, and uh, Al Pacino is like, he's not his normal kind of character. Because he's kind of, like, his thing is like getting out of sticky situations by being uh, kind of goofy. Mm. Um It wasn't my favorite, but I liked it. I, Al Pacino was kind of annoying sometimes. <laughs> You should have um, seen him on Letterman the other night. He oh was no. kind of annoying. He was fucking. He was horrible. And what's I mean? You know, I'm telling seriously. I I mean, my hair. I have gray all over my hair now. Now he's probably <laughs> goddamn thirty years older than me and has black fucking yeah, hair. He's up there. Yeah. He and he always fucking has it like kind of disheveled. It's kind of like it's yeah yeah. It just looks yeah. horrible. He looks like an old woman. Um, but I liked this one. Uh, it was, it was definitely, uh, it, it definitely one of those movies that feels of the seventies. So, uh, definitely worth tracking down if you haven't seen From it. From what so. I've heard of Hackman in real life, I mean, like, you know, how he was in that movie where he'd get pissed and, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I, I kind of oh. read like that. That's kind of how he 
Oh no! <laughs> like, go out, just gonna go out and get in a. I'm just gonna go to a bar and get in a fight. I just need to get in a fight. <laughs> what an ass! It'll blow off steam. Um, you might come see. back as Gene Hackman. You never know. Or you might come back as that guy that you know. The guy that Gene Hackman beats up in the bar. Um, Never know. This one actually turned around for me. This is a rewatch. I watched uh, SS Hell Camp or The Beast in Heat. And the first time (laughs) I I ever saw this, you have that. (laughs) The first time I ever saw this, I really didn't like it because I think I just wanted it to be like. Sleazy. Yeah. And there was a bunch of stuff with like. The French revolutionaries like coming, you know, or the the nationalists uh, doing the underground, the guerrilla warfare, and I was like, that's kind of. But they, you know, I watched it with that in mind this time, and I actually liked it a lot better than I did the first It'd time. It'd have been cool it. if Rocco would have played uh, that fucking <laughs> the beast. beast. Yeah, the beast was so gross. His stupid, his big flat ass, and <sighs> ugh. Um, but no, it was you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I paused it. And I went into the kitchen to like get a drink or something, and I stood there for a second. I was like, "This is one of those times where it's like I'm sitting here watching this by myself, and like if anybody that I like loved in life knew I was watching this, I would yeah. just be embarrassed." Well, that's probably like when those guys came in to inspect your apartment. <laughs> right. They didn't play. They watched Beast in Heat. Oh, we're raising this asshole's rent. Um, but yeah, it was better than I remembered. Um, let's see. I watched Towering Inferno. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the uh, Steve McQueen and Paul Newman, and this this is the this is one of the ones. Like I was like, yes, Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, Dang. fire, and uh, eh, 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 eh. it was just okay. Yeah. Um, was that Irwin Allen? What was that? Ir- an Irwin Allen, like one of those Irwin Allen disaster films. I don't know. It it was directed by a guy named John Guillermo, hmm. who I don't I don't recognize that name. Um, O.J. Simpson showed up there a few. Yeah, times. it's one of those disaster movies that just has like a whole bunch of they yeah got a whole bunch of people and put it in there. I don't know Fred Astaire. Who I don't even recognize him. He was very um, old in that. Yeah, but he wasn't like dancing know. around or anything. I don't think. There was some cool stuff in it. I like what they did with like the uh, or with moving the um, the the like cage elevator whatever thing with the helicopter and stuff. But I don't know. Like, um, what was the one we did? The boat, the uh, the Poseidon adventure. Poseidon adventure. That, that's so much better than this. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it was just the times, and they were just putting those out. Yeah, you know, over, you know. I'll have to find some more because, like the th- this genre of movie appeals to me, but this one just Earthquake I don't know. Incense around. Yeah, because so <laughs> I was just kind of bored watching it, so I was, I was really let down by that one. Um, then there was another one, and this one's been floating around for a while. It's called, or it, at least in my in my uh, to watch pile. Um, William Smith and Roger Mosley movie called Sweet Jesus Preacher Man. Hmm. Now the, the 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 synopsis: A black hitman poses as a Baptist preacher in a ghetto church. He decides to take over the local rackets. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. The poster is fucking great. It's like a cross with him standing there, a pistol in one hand and a Bible in the other. Amen, brother is the tagline. Uh, and it was really boring. Like it was really bad. <laughs> God, I was so let down by this one. Um, Did William Smith rape anybody? Or act like no, he was like, um, 
I could honestly, I, I tell you what, I couldn't figure out if he was supposed to be the mob or if he was supposed to be a crooked cop. That's how <laughs> I didn't know if he was a detective or not. And it was really, it seemed like one of those things where they were going on. And if you're going to William Smith for star power, you probably have a, you know, something's wrong with yeah. the movie. But it seemed like he was just a name in it because he was only in it for like 10 minutes and it was always talking on the phone. That sucks. Is yeah. it how, what year was it made? 73. Okay. Well, it's an old one, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, Ugh. it was boring. And another one, another black exploitation movie. Actually, there was three black exploitation movies I watched all in one day that all looked incredible, and they all just were boring as shit. The other one, uh, Savage from 1973. Uh, let's see, Jim Haygood, young, black, and brilliant, becomes the le- legendary leader of a rebel army. Mm. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been better if it had Randy Savage in it, Lanny Poffo. Yes, Leap exactly. And, Lanny and they played the, the African-American people. <laughs> Dig it. Um, <laughs> with then, a, uh, Lanny Poffo would be like, with a tempered eye, I walk <laughs> through the valley and see the flowers growing. And this one, this this other one, this is a Filipino one. Filipino black exploitation called Ebony, Ivory, and Jade, or She Devils in Chains. Mm. Uh, Sounds good. Yes. An American track team has just arrived in the Philippines for an international competition. Um, after they arrive to the hotel, a gang of thugs kidnaps them along with some other girls from the team. To get away, the trio are going to have to make use of all their fighting skills. Guess what? About an hour of this fucking movie is just them like sitting there talking in the cell about how they're going to escape. Fucking thugs. Terrible. Yeah. Um, another disappointment. Uh, no wonder we haven't <laughs> recorded. You're probably like God. What? I was so. This is why I didn't watch any, any movies movie? for the last week. <laughs> There's no more good <laughs> movies to watch. Um, I watched um, Sharks Treasure. Hmm. All right. Sharks Reynolds? on the poster. Yafet Kodos in it. Eccentric charter skipper Jim Carnahan and his team of hard luck dreamers battle sharks, bandits, and their own greed to recover sunken treasure off the coast of the Honduras. Well, guess what? There's animal cruelty in it where they fucking torture sharks. And most of it is just them arguing on the fucking boat. <laughs> it was so not good. Fucking, there's, there's like five minutes of sharks and they're killing the sharks, not just like, it's not just danger. Because they're actually doing their own stunts in this movie and diving with sharks and having to like, you know, actually kill them to not get hurt themselves. Um, not very good. But Yafet Koto wears a Speedo the whole time, so that's pretty cool. Um... A couple ones that I did like that I'll wrap up with. Uh, Art and Craft. Uh, this is a documentary um, about Mark Landis. Uh, Mark Landis is a guy who... He was caught uh, in the last few years. He's a very He was a very prolific, and he might still be, prolific art forger. Like, he has this... He's a very, like, kind of real squirrely, quiet guy. He's an alcoholic, squirrely. it seems like. No, really. Like you, you see what I mean. Like he he talks like this about his mother, Um, and like this old, like just shriveled up guy. And but he is this. He's got this amazing ability to like recreate these legendary paintings. And he doesn't use like oils and stuff. He like make color copies and like texturize them and stuff. And for decades, literally. 
he would create these paintings and just pass it. He would donate them. He never made money off doing this. He would donate them to museums. Hmm. And so the, 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 the documentary is pretty good. It's a more interesting subject than they ended up pulling off for the whole thing. I'd say it's like a, maybe like a seven and a half. It's on prime. If you have, if you, if you want to watch it, um, the guy is super interesting, but the, it ends up being his story, but mostly like uh, kind of also talking to the guy who kind of became obsessed with tracking him down and, and outing him. Um, and you, it's kind of like it kind of tosses back and forth, like well, who's actually like the, in the wrong here? Because is he actually hurting anybody? And should it be on the museum's plate to figure out if these things are fake or not? Because he's not making any money off of it. You know, he just do- he donates them every time, but it's like he's got this like chronic thing, like a like a chronic like somebody that shoplifts or lies all the time. Mm. It's kind of like that, mm. but there's no malice in it. Uh, it just seems like he's really troubled and has this like need to do it. He dresses up as a priest and donates. Some like, people uh, that are like that do podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, occasionally. And the other one, I shouldn't have said this until last. Kentucky Fried Movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I, I don't know that I ever saw this. John Landis. This has got to be really early John Landis. Yeah. Um, this is also on Prime. Um, Watch that with Jake and El Goro. I, I I thought it was pretty funny. I I was I thought I didn't know if I had seen this one before. As I watched it, it was odd, uh, odds are I had not because it would have come out or it would have been out when I was like, you know, if it would have been on cable, either before I had cable or when I was way too young to watch it. Um, but it, uh, there's some, there's some things that go on, uh, mainly the, uh, the Bruce Lee parody thing that they go on way too long. Yeah. What about uh, the, uh, evil can evil kind of daredevil guy? I don't even remember that one. That's in the ghetto. Oh, right, right. That, <laughs> <laughs> that but, one caught me off fucking guard. I, I, yeah, I did not remember I think I saw this when I was like, uh, probably you know when it, it was on HBO or something. That that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it, it, it totally caught me off guard, and I mean, I was like, uh, that stuck with me. He was, <laughs> and the, he was definitely fearless. That's for the sure. big the big Jim that guy like that whole thing with like playing the album of how to have sex properly. <laughs> it's got some funny stuff yeah it. yeah i was laughing yeah. i was laughing i was surprised that i liked I it as much Jake, as i did so. um i i believe he was in the room when we watched this uh but <laughs> snoring I, in the recliner yeah i don't think he was no it was a love seat and i don't I, oh, yeah seat. i'm pretty sure that he was that was like maybe one of the last things we watched and he was uh he was with us in sort of he was sort of with us with you in spirit yeah in dream world he was sawing uh the proverbial logs <laughs> let me see if there's anything else i watched that's worth mentioning uh Cave of Forgotten Dreams. I don't know. I think I was in a bad mood when I watched that. I thought it was a little boring. It was all right. Um. Oh, the Johnny Depp thing that's come, the Black Mass. Like, I thought he looked pretty cool. So I watched, there's a Netflix uh, thing, like a CNN type documentary. Yeah, Whitey Bulger. Uh, Whitey, the U.S. versus Whitey Bulger. And um, that one was okay. Yeah. Not not great. Um. The Flesh Eaters was actually pretty good. This is a movie from 64. 
Um, I don't remember who's in it, but it, I was looking for this is right before I started watching like SS Hell Camp and looking for those sorts of movies. But this is I was lo- trying to find examples of Nazi exploitation, and this one ends up kind of being it. These people get stranded on this island, and there's this kind of like flesh eating organism that lives in the water, and it ends up being like one of those like schlocky like '60s B monster movies. Schlock. Um, but they, these people that get stranded on this island because the water has this flesh-eating virus or flesh-eating uh, these little – you never see them. The water just kind of glows and sparkles. Um, but the guy – there's like a biologist there who is actually like a Nazi scientist that is doing experiments on the island. So, And I don't know if they ever actually say he's Nazi, but it's obvious. Um, yeah, that's about it. Everything else just kind of meh. So. All right, uh, you got a preference which movie we do first? Well, why don't we go in chronological order? Okay, we'll come back and talk about Master of the Flying Guillotine. We'll be right back. It's the Daily Grindhouse Podcast. I got your boy hanging, you no-business-born, insecure junkyard mother... Starring Dr. Freaks. Am I the only one who is concerned about the naked woman tied to a bed? Johnny A-Bomb. I put out the trash. Joe Cosby. Softcore picture? You just said softcore picture. And Warhawk Tanzania as Warhawk Tanzania. You do not come to my turf talking about busting ass. When it comes to cinema, we talk the cream of the crop while scraping the bottom of the barrel. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, and of course, on DailyGrindhouse.com. The Daily Grindhouse Podcast. Because you deserve it. care either <laughs> all right uh, <laughs> master of the flying guillotine i'm not gonna say the name again <clears throat> this is directed by mr jimmy wang Yu. uh luckily there's no white women for him to be disgusted by in this movie um after his students are killed by the one-armed boxer a vengeful and blind kung fu expert travels to a village where a martial arts contest is being held and vows to behead every one-armed man he comes across. Yeah. Uh, this is starring a bunch of other people, including Jimmy Wang Yu. So, Zom, this is your first time seeing this one. Ish. What'd you think of Master of the Flying Guillotine? Well, okay. Here's the deal. Um, as I said before, I watched The Flying Guillotine first. Right. And I watched it, and it was like kind of by the book, uh, you know, yeah. kind of stuff. And 
and I was watching it, and I was like, okay, this is all right, you know. The 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 actual weapon, the flying guillotine, um, it, it's kind of. I was like, oh, this is kind of, you know, whatever. Um, and, and But I, I thought, okay, well, you know, what's the big deal? Then when you said, you know, this the the, 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 um, the actual one that we're supposed to watch, the master of the flying guillotine, is on YouTube for free. Um, so, you know, I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll watch that one too. You know, what the fuck? You know, it's, um, it's like night and day. Um, yeah. This one, okay, like so, so the the first one seems almost like a you know a Shaw Brothers kind of a deal. Is what I think know. it might have been. Yeah, I think it was a Shaw yeah, Brothers. Yeah, and, and and it 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 really comes off that way. Now this one is pretty fucking entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's way better. Uh, and the first one's good, you know. But it's but like I said, it's 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 that old school kind of thing. And this is actually a sequel, in a way. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yu played One Arm Boxer in a movie called One Arm Boxer back in like '72. So it's kind of like the origin story, and this is the the further adventures of. Dude, this one is um, it's like they 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 did it right. I mean, I I feel like I could show this one to people that would have no interest and probably roll their eyes if I if I put it in, and it's. So fucking entertaining <laughs> that I'm pretty sure that they would enjoy it. Okay, now um, I thought I had I I had remembered some you know a, a movie the One Armed Boxer. So you you just confirmed yeah. that. Okay, the, I think uh, he played one armed characters more than once too. I feel like he did a one armed swordsman movie too. I don't know if he was in that or not. Now the um, God, he looks like shit now. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> the the <laughs> Yeah, he was a one-armed swordsman. <laughs> the actual uh, master of the flying guillotine guy, he um, he's blind, and he's got now. See, this is like a, a physically ch- a movie that could inspire physically challenged people yeah. because he's blind, and I don't. Bob, to be honest with you, I'm not sure that he's like any. There's anything wrong with his eyes. I think his eyebrows are just so bushy. <laughs> that they cover up his fucking eyes. Either that, or he grows them out on purpose, like a like a cat, and those are like his his whiskers. He yes. can sense he can sense vibrations in the air with his giant eyebrows. He has some giant fucking eyebrows. And now I know um, that the swastika is isn't it a Buddhist symbol? Yeah, is that for peace or? I can't, um, can't it, it is. I don't know. I look it up the exact. But meaning just of it. you know. From you know how the Nazis perverted it and everything. Here, this guy is this blind guy with with these big giant bushy eyebrows, and he walks around for the better part of the movie with this big swastika on his chest, which is kind of cool uh, because it just it just seemed funny to me. I don't know why. Uh, it's like Baron Zemo <laughs> or something. <laughs> A lucky or auspicious object. That's what the, what the name means. So, <clears throat> shit. I'm sorry. My cough button's not working. Okay, that's all right. I think it might even predate Buddhas. I think it's a Sanskrit thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Jimmy Wang Yu is, um, he's teaching, he's got like a school. He's kind of like a Mr. Miyagi kind of a guy. And, and there, and like a lot of people go to him. So I guess, you know, they're, they're probably playing on the, the other movie where he played this character and, um, the one arm boxer. And, um, he, uh, there's one scene where he's teaching his students, uh, like 
they they have this like a uh, basket that's probably about I don't know three feet high or something like a laundry basket yeah almost. but there's like, like nothing in it and so right. you know it's really light be easy uh, to tip over and, and he's teaching them how to uh that, that if you it's like it's like the old school it's funny when you watch like MMA and uh they but they they you know uh, back in the day you always heard god I have a giant cobweb on my fucking ceiling I'm looking at <laughs> like oh I gotta get that no wonder uh, you know when I used to dream about these spiders and shit crawling on me there may have actually been spiders crawling on me so maybe I'm not crazy anyway um he, um, he's one of these guys that's like, uh, I don't know if you'd be like, you know, I don't know. Count Dante was more of a, of a, of a killer with that, you know, the, that claw. He learned to be like Count Dante and you could rip people's throats out in the, the killing strike. And, uh, the one arm boxer guy is, um, he would be kind of like, uh, almost like, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. Right. You know? Yeah. He teach you how to stand on, like he could just like stand on the edge of this. Focus your chi so you can basket. accomplish anything. He, could, he like, run up a, up a wall and this and that. <laughs> um, but somebody, uh, puts out the word that the master of the flying guillotines, um, he had two apprentices. Yeah, he was like so. He was like the head, like assassin for right. the uh, the Ming Dynasty. Because at first it seemed like you know he, that when I first started watching it, and they said, well, you know, okay, somebody like he had these two guys that he trained that were like his 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 favorites or his uh, apprentices or whatever, and they went and they fought this guy, and the guy killed him, and then he was going to go get revenge for his. Uh, students or whatever so i thought you know well he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy well he he's he's pretty like uh, to me he's kind of like an evil fucker Uh, (laughs) i mean kind of comes off that way because he's sort of obsessed he's like i'm gonna go find and all they know is it's the guy had one only had one arm (laughs) he beat both his students or both of his you know men and uh, so he's gonna like kill everybody he finds with one arm, which <laughs> makes you feel bad for these you know motherfuckers. And again, playing off of of uh, of um, the legend of the one arm boxer uh, from probably the other movie. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and you know you you feel especially bad for him because living with one arm in the 1700s couldn't have been as yeah what's well, <laughs> up yeah but. Uh, there's people that that I thought it was kind of not funny, but I mean, there's there's people that because this one arm boxer is so uh, his legend is so known that there's these one arm guys going around and they're like, hey, you know, I'm the one arm boxer, you know, whatever. Or one guy just pretends to be. He doesn't. Yeah, he does, yeah. But, and there's no TVs or anything, so that you know, it'd be like you're going around saying, oh, I'm Wyatt Earp, you know, or whatever. But you know, uh, it's kind of one of those deals where. Uh, they probably got a few drinks out of it or something like that at a bar, but uh, mm-hmm. they they uh, made a mistake uh, by doing it this time. Um, oh, there's there they they're having this big uh, karate tournament uh, and or you know martial arts tournament, and um, they invite like all these people from all around to come to this tournament to, to fight. And so you have a colorful cast of characters that show up, uh, to fight in this tournament. Now there's one guy 
And I guess they kind of consider him a guy gene or something like that because he's not from. Um, oh, the Thai kickboxing guy. Well, and he spits a lot for some reason. I, I'm just going by my notes because, like I said, it's been a while since we watched. Yeah. It. But it's funny because he spits a lot and he plays into it. They don't want to let him in the tournament, but then he proves that he's he's a he's a good fighter. Um, the sound effects, like when they're punching in this. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a man. You know how you said like the how bad the pollen is outside. Yes, and I think that's has something to do with why when I go outside to mow, which I did today, uh, that I feel like total shit afterwards. Yep, um, I called out of work again last week because of the, my allergies, and that's why. Like right now, I I like my throat and everything. Um, when I went outside the other day, you know my car looked like it had this yellow dust just all over it. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's probably like invasion of the body snatchers kind of a thing. And, and, um, you know, like that. Um, yep. let's see. So like, after, our, after our, after our pods hatch, we're going to have, Pod our show is going to be even more boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, but when they're, when they're punching and stuff, it's like, Oh, it's like this bassy, windy, like, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, there's a guy that's called, his name is actually Win Without a Knife. Which is <laughs> what a cheater. Cool because it's it's a gimmick, and, and, right. and, and it plays out where it's pretty, pretty, uh, he, pretty yeah, smart. Yeah, he, 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 he plays on the fact that nobody's seen him on TV either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I love. I wrote down all. I love all of the thing. It's like I, the 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 video game uh, Street Fighter had to have been based oh, on yeah, this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what's cool about the tournament. It's like fight. I um, wrote down all of the uh, the 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 fights uh, because the names were all hilarious. There was um, long spear versus long stick. There yeah. was fast sword versus win without a knife. Win without a knife. <laughs> there was fast. Oh, uh, there was. Um, Braided hair, which I don't, I think, I can't remember if they actually called him braided hair. Braided hair versus the Mongolian, which led to one of the most ridiculous looking faces of all time. <laughs> um, Daredevil versus Iron Skin. Mm-hmm. Eagle Claws versus Monkey Boxer. Monkey Boxer. Uh, let's see. The, the guy, he didn't get a name. Uh, from Java versus Flying Rope. Um, tornado Knives versus Yoga. The, <laughs> the Yoga guy was awesome. Well, some and of his, them, some of them, like I, I came up with my own names. Like I have mustache versus ponytail. Yeah, okay. Uh, mustache versus ponytail was braided hair versus the Mongolian. Okay, because like that guy, his of course his mustache. He was he he was like the the pickle loaf of the, of the group. That <laughs> mustache looks so terrible. It was well, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't don't be don't be judgmental. Um, <laughs> let's see. My mustache looks terrible. <laughs> Iron skin versus daredevil. Steel testicles. Eyeballs, yeah. bloody nuts. He, his spirit was broken. I don't know what that means. What is his spirit was broken? Which one was that? That was eyeballs, bloody iron nuts. skin versus oh, iron skin also means iron balls is what I wrote on that. Okay, didn't he? Did he rip somebody's balls off or something? No, like the guy kept punching him in the nuts, and it would just like go like. But I have like I wrote down bloody nuts. He he did something. Maybe it was his eyes. Some he found like his like he weak found his point. weak spot. And once yeah. you once you fucked up his weak spot, then he then was you could vulnerable. fuck up anything. Yeah. Yep, yep. It was like uh, uh, in Daredevil, they had that guy that was uh, stone that was like uh, 
Stick's main enforcer, and as long as you were hitting him from the front, you couldn't hurt him. So anyway, let's see. Monkey Boxer versus Eagle Claw. Monkey Boxer is a jackass. <laughs> I just the style. It just looked stupid, and and that's like I've seen that before. I actually saw in like the one of the first UFC tournaments. They actually looked like they went to, or I mean, I think they just put like word out. So they would they act they actually got guys that would come and do like. One guy would be like an Aikido guy. The other guy would be like a, a, a whoosh, you know, like like gung fu. And then another yeah. guy would come out in a karate gi and stuff. And and so it was sort of like that. And <clears throat> but I remember this one guy came out and he had some kind of, some kind of weird style where his fighting style was based on this dance, and he looked really stupid. And that's what like monkey or like capoeira or something. Yeah, monkey boxer yeah, yeah. comes out and he's doing all this stupid stuff. Uh, and, and that and that's also in Cross of Iron with David Carradine. They had a, a guy like that. And I think David Carradine actually played the part. He played like three or four different guys. He played that. the monkey boxer. Yeah, he was a monkey boxer. And They had, the, they had a dumb. couple animal ones in here. There was a tiger and crane fists was one guy. Yeah. There was um, one-armed snake, which it's obvious what's going to happen to that guy. Yeah. That, <laughs> now, was that super long, super long-armed Swami? No, that was that was his name was just Yoga. The, the, and that guy, the, the, that Yoga guy, that was one of the funniest fucking things ever. He was <laughs> Reed Richards, and that was awesome. And, and the special effects were fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, well, that was what I was saying. When when one arm when one arm snake guy when he gets beheaded, it looks like he's wearing a fucking pair of football shoulder pads yeah, on top do. of his normal tor- normal torso to show his head ripped off. You do with what you're, you know. Uh, what's funny is like nowadays they could do it like with CGI and it look cool, but I actually like it better. Yeah, it looks kind of cheesy. Um, there was a booger picker versus spitting hawker, which was the <laughs> foreigner guy. Um, now he would spit because like people would piss him off, like they'd say something to him and he'd be like, Puh. but then this one dude would come out and like right, right when they squared off, he was like picking his nose, um, <laughs> which gave him some character. I mean, it's gross, but I mean, you know, um, I was just picking my nose. Let's see. The flying guillotine is a jerk with bushy <laughs> eyebrows. Uh, balloon, disip- balloon disciple of FG. FG music is cool and badass. There must have been somebody named FG. Oh, that's flying guillotine. <laughs> yes, his music. <laughs> it was cool. His... When he'd show up, it was like kind of like this ominous, weird. Yeah, this like music. almost like synthy sounding music. It was like. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. What's balloon disciple? Dis- balloon, I think it says balloon disciple of flying guillotine. Was there? Oh, what that was at the beginning. The one of the two guys that um, one that one armed boxer kills. Okay, didn't he like inflate himself? Ah, uh, hell, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but the, the um the flying guillotine. He not only has the flying guillotine weapon, which is like this. It's like a bird cage. It smashes down like a frisbee. Oh my god! It's like perfect. Oh, it's even smaller than that. He he rolls it up into this perfect little bundle. So anybody that hasn't seen the flying guillotine, at first it looks kind of like a beanie cap, right? And then it and it has a chain. So he holds the chain in one in his in his left hand, and it's got like a and, circular saw blade sort of thing around the edges, right? So he throws this thing like a discus. And then it like it lands on somebody's head, 
And then like this like, like beekeeper a, mask drops down yeah, out of it. Like a and then he like jerks it back and their head is then pulled completely off and it comes back into his hand and he pulls the head out and throws it on the ground. Yeah, because it's got like blades. It's got like a circular saw blade on the outside edge. So it'll, right. it'll stick to anything and cut through anything. But when it when the the hole of it goes down over your head, it's got these blades inside and when he jerks that chain the the blades inside are like a like a fucking Ginzu or something blades and and they they'll cut your head off which is kind of in the first one they um the guy comes up with that weapon and then i think the shogun or whoever he trains he he has all these guys like about i don't know 10 of them or whatever and they all train with that weapon and right. they put these dummies up and they throw those things and only one of them at first can even get it to go on the head. But then when they perfect it, I mean, they're like masters, masters. Like, right. Okay. Um, Swami, well, that's a yoga guy. I uh, put Swami one winged chicken. He has a crazy owl. Okay. Yeah. I think he had like a, it sits on his shoulder. Yeah. 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 But but that that fucking yoga guy was like a highlight for me with those with his. Uh, <laughs> and could his could his brown skin makeup look any less convincing? <laughs> it was really bad. Oh, splotchy. Now there was a scene uh, that foreign guy, which I called the spitter, um, the Thai boxer. Yeah, he al- allies himself with the flying guillotine. He's a jerk, and <laughs> and he um. He is like the uh, precursor to the flying guillotine guy showing up at first. And and um, so they're like, okay, we need to deal with this motherfucker. Now, how they dealt with him was pretty ingenious, but I felt sorry for him, sort of, when they yeah. put him in that cabin or whatever. With, with the, middle the middle floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I hate to say it because he was kind of a dick. He was like he was a mercenary, but he was kind of a dick. But but I was like, God, man, that would be awful how <laughs> yeah. they how they did how they did him <laughs> how they done did him. Um, one arm boxer versus no knife. Okay, yeah, because like the, the um, one arm boxer is kind of he kind of reminds me of uh, Ip Man without with only one arm, um, right. and for the most part. Jimmy Wang Yu, how they had his arm like tucked in, it that his shirt was like big <laughs> enough that you, it it wasn't like super noticeable, but there were times where you could tell. You know? Oh my god, it looked yeah, and <laughs> and let me tell you, it it looked exactly the same in ni- the 1972 one. Also, he didn't figure out any new techniques to hide his arm any better. <laughs> they, they um now uh, the flying guillotine guy, he wasn't like a one trick pony. He didn't just have that thing. First of all, he was blind, which is pretty fucking impressive because in the first one, none of those guys were blind. They could all see. Um, <laughs> but he's actually blind, so he's kind of like Daredevil. He just must have like uh, radar senses. But he also throws these little bombs, little they're like little yes. pumpkin bombs, like a green goblin. Like green goblin. Yeah. <laughs> and he devastates. Like, like I mean, you know, he'll I come love in and fucking just like if he thinks he's going to get caught or something. He starts throwing his bombs and he'll just like burn down a whole goddamn town. Yeah, I love his intro because Jerk. Um, he's out there training and uh, he gets the note from the pigeon that his uh, two disciples have gotten killed. I don't know how he reads it, Damn, but because <laughs> I don't think they had Braille in 17, 16th century or 18th century China. But he just um, looks through, he, he, he maybe he just looks through his he comes his eyebrows back. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. Maybe the pigeon told him. 
Um, there you go. But he, well, after he, after he learns that his two disciples have have been killed by the one armed boxer, he gets really pissed and yeah, screams. Really, he pissed. jumps through his own roof. <laughs> he beheads a chicken for some reason, and then he bombs his house. <laughs> yeah, he has his own fucking house. He's like. He's, he's he's scorched earth. He didn't give a fuck. He's not, my neighbor, he my neighbors hate when I do that. Yeah, I gotta jump through your own roof. That was awesome. No wonder they raised the rent. Um, now the one armed boxer is he's pretty smart. I mean, like he uses his fucking brain, and so he starts trying to figure out you know how he's gonna deal with this cocksucker, and and you know because the the flying guillotine guy's fucking pretty badass and. It's like if you know, I don't even. I don't even like. He's like a force of nature. When he yeah. shows up, they play that fucking music, and I mean, he is. He's powerful, um, and everybody's scared of him. But uh, the one-armed boxer, like I said, he's kind of like a it man guy. He's he's intelligent. He he figures out a way to kind of deal with the flying guillotines guys. Um, uh, he has like I think it must be like his other senses are heightened, like his smell and his hearing. So he I think it's definitely his hearing because there's um there's a lot of that like throwing little pebbles and stuff to like get him to commit to throwing his guillotine. Yeah, he guillotine. distracts the fuck up. But that goddamn weapon, that flying guillotine, like when he throws it, if there's like a big pillar, wooden pillar that's real thick there, I mean it just shatters it. I mean, or, or stand. Right. It, they 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 said I think. <coughs> In the first one, I don't know if it's the first one or this one that like it couldn't be stopped. Like, it, like if you had a sword or something and they threw that thing up there, it just fucking like it break the sword, right? Break the sword, and uh, but it's pretty pretty awesome weapon. It's kind of I mean when you uh, you know honestly realistically it's a, it's stupid, but it, <laughs> you know the way it's presented and they sell it, so it it comes off as this really badass thing. You know, so. I love. That it was somebody's job off off camera to throw back the guillotine back to his hands every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, it's like a frisbee kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, flying guillotine's head turns all the way around. Weird. <laughs> that was really bizarre. Yeah. That was when he was he was listening for one arm boxer. So he does this like owl thing where he's like head goes. Yeah, like I mean, like, like the Exorcist, like the head goes all the way yeah. around. So it makes you wonder if he wasn't. Uh, there wasn't more to him than the, just those bushy eyebrows. But right. he, he, I mean, you know, I don't know if it was his ego or or what, but, man, he really he really did. Like, uh, to me, I think he overreacted. <laughs> yeah, you think? Just a little bit. He hears a guy in a restaurant say he has one arm, and he beheads him right there in the middle of the restaurant. Well, yeah. Get the word out. So, yeah, that's all I have. That's my, my fucking stupid notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot to add. Um, yeah, that's funny. It was, was uh, it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is um this might be the first like kung fu DVD I ever bought. Uh-huh. Um, and I still have the same DVD I bought like back in like two thousand or whatever it was. Um, the I would like. I think this would this movie would be um, if it had more gore would be even funnier. Yeah, like that. Like, like cause that, there's a lot of beheadings, but there's spray. no blood. I guess they couldn't afford yeah. the blood. Um, I'd yeah. like to see like a a, a Mike remake of this. Oh, 
<laughs> um, but it's 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 a it is a lot of fun. There's a lot of kung fu in it, and I love the the fact that they get to throw all those. Even though the the fights are all pretty short, um, I like that it they. It wasn't really uh, a super long movie. Like some of the Shaw Brothers no. movies are, are are pretty long, and this one this one was you know it was pretty it was tight. And, you know it was good. Yeah, you had a lot of different little like styles of kung fu. You got to see like the sampling there. Um, the let's see. I don't know that I have much more to add because we. I mean, when you go over the fighting and stuff, but basically the 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 one armed boxer is he is kind of like that it man thing where he doesn't really want to fight. Like he's kind of like that's yeah. in his past, and he just keeps getting prompted to where he finally has to take action. So yeah, I mean, what are you gonna um, do, that fucker? What are you gonna do when the when the blind uh, sure. guillotine guy is with after his you? swastika, <laughs> with his swastika, his his uh, flying saw, and his bombs? What a dick. <laughs> I mean, just what a dick. I, just, I, was, I mean, he's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, what would you rate this? Oh, probably like a nine. Nice. Yeah, I thought it was fucking funny as shit. I was entertained. I've probably seen this movie ten times. Uh, it's still I, I, good every I, I, time. I, is it on Blu-ray? I don't know if it's on Blu-ray. I just have it on DVD. Yeah. Um, I give it a. I give it an eight and a half. I, I've always enjoyed this movie a lot. So. <laughs> Um, the, the special effects are funny. The guy's stretching arms. The uh, Jimmy Wang used like you could fucking like almost see his fingers through his tunic, with, with his tucked yeah. in arm, scratching his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's this one's really fun. I mean, it's silly. It's not a serious kung fu movie at all. But there's you know it's 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 good one. It, this would be a good crowd movie too. So, and we got to know we got a real dick of a. We have a real dick hole of a uh, of a villain in the next movie too, yeah. so that'll be the theme this week. Dick hole villains. Dick hole, yeah. <laughs> dick hole villains. Cool. Uh, Eight point five and nine. That's a fun one. Uh, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about Highlander with Lambert. We'll be right back. Hey, all you podcast listeners, here's an update. See here. We know some of that bad brown acid has been going around, but we've got an alternative. See here. Have these headphones here. Throw them on. See here. Movies for your mind. See here. See here podcast. We discuss music-related films once a month. Find us on iTunes. Or at seehear, that's S-E-E-H-E-A-R, dot podbean, dot com. Just relax, listen, and float downstream. See here. Highlander, 1986, 
song would you care to synopsize? Okie doke. Okie doke. Alright, I'm ready. Uh, That's it? Okay. (laughs) An immortal Scottish. Uh, What about... uh, (laughs) Oh my god, I just hate this. I hate my life. Um, (laughs) An immortal Scottish swordsman must confront the last of his immortal opponent. What? An immortal Scottish... <laughs> An immortal Scottish sword. <laughs> this makes no sense. Must confront the last of his immortal opponent, a murderously brutal barbarian who lusts for the fabled prize. That really made no sense. I know, but I mean, you know, whatever. Okay, here the uh, on on Wikipedia we have. Uh, the climax of an ages-old battle between immortal warriors depicted through interwoven past and present-day storylines. There can be only one. Uh, God. Something about Lambert is kind of gross to me, and I don't know what it is. Uh, was it the fact that he couldn't speak English when he made this? <laughs> is, that, is that what it was? No. Okay. I'm pretty sure he, he was just learning. Just, he could barely speak English when he made Wow. Well, the the black and white so poster of this makes his skin look awful. So they yeah. really should have yeah. thought, thought more about that. But he's 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 kind of has an odd look. I don't know what it is. Like he's might be dull, you know. Like uh, and when I say dull, I don't mean like boring. <laughs> I mean like in the IQ scale. Like he has kind of like a brow, like uh, sort of like maybe a caveman. But uh, I mean, it doesn't. Th- now they did say that. Okay, he could barely speak English, but he also um, they gave him sort of uh, he, they they actually had him work on that accent. <laughs> so I don't even what, know, you know. What is his like? What is what is his like? Pat like his I guess ethnicity or whatever. Like where is he from? Oh, uh, he was born in Great Neck, Long Island. <laughs> Oh, Swiss, Swiss. Maybe yeah, Swiss. Okay, yeah. His father was a United Nations diplomat assigned to Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. He's an odd duck. I mean, you know, I, 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 I guess he spoke French or that French Swiss or. Yeah. Oh, he was married to Diane Lane. What a yeah, fucker. he was, man. Lucky cocksucker. <laughs> Just and that was time. back when she was young and hot too. Oh god. Oh, what a uh, Ellen Aim. Um. So nom, this is directed nom, nom. by uh, Russell Mulcahy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Russell Mulcahy for a couple things in particular. Now, I had not seen, as I have said many times, I've never seen. I had never seen Highlander. Mm-hmm. Now, this the uh, Russell did. He came from uh, the music video world. And he came from the music video world at a pretty cool time because it was right as it was kind of becoming a big thing. Yeah. And Duran he did Duran. a couple uh, Duran Duran videos. I remember Hungry Like the Wolf because I was yeah. obsessed with that song when I was a kid. Um, you were Hungry Like the Wolf. And I still am. I, I've, been eating, I've been eating this, uh, this tiramisu gelato like a wolf. It's I'm going to have to try that. I dude, it's so good. It. Yeah, but I'm afraid that I might like... Uh, it might be like heroin, and then I'll just bloat up like a giant. <laughs> well, luckily, you have to buy it in small quantities. Well, I might as well. You know what? I might as well. 
but who gives a shit? Yeah, and it's like, you know, I, I, sometimes I'm like, God, I'm fat as fuck. And I was like, wait, wait, does it really matter? But you know what? It's, it's like when, when people used to say, God, how did Marlon Brando or Orson Welles, you know, they let themselves go so much. But seriously, I mean, what's the point? Why not? <laughs> who gives a shit? Well, the the only movie of uh, of his that I had seen was uh, Razorback. <laughs> Uh, which was a pretty trippy, visually trippy movie. Um, he's still doing his thing. Yeah. Like, he's directing TV shows and stuff. Um, but uh, Queer as Folk. I maybe saw the episodes of that that he did. You didn't see Scorpion King Rise of the Warrior? No, never saw that. I never saw uh, Silent Tr- Oh, never mind. I've seen Silent Trigger, the Dolph Lundgren uh Sniper movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I take it back. Everything I said is a, sh- is a, <laughs> is you're a sham. A, you're a sham. Oh, well. Um, the uh, But Razorback... Wait, is that our, a Tracy I, Lords movie? Quite light. The, uh, did you just throw up? <laughs> no, that's Sean Young and Michael Caine. Blue Ice. What the fuck's that? I've <laughs> never heard of that. Um, Michael Caine? So this is starring Christopher Lambert and uh, uh, some other people, Clancy Brown in particular, <laughs> um, and Sean Connery. Now, Sean Connery in this movie, I had some uh, I had some serious Zardoz flashbacks because <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty legendary the picture of Sean Connery wearing that like uh, kind of uh, speedo shoulder harness thing with his long ponytail and the, the knee high boots and all that shit from Zardoz. He might look equally as ridiculous in this movie because he's wearing like <laughs> fucking like peacock feathers in his hat and um, he's an Egyptian Spaniard. <laughs> he's an Egyptian Spaniard with a fucking Scottish accent. He's got this like. <laughs> <laughs> dangly pearl earring, this buccaneer hat, peacock fe- like I don't know. Like I wonder, I kind of wondered <laughs> did, did did Mr. James Bond himself did he ever <laughs> did he ever think that he would be cast as an immortal Egyptian sword fighter named Ramirez? <laughs> I don't like it's like where's your career gone? He likes to cash checks. Yeah, yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so Highlander, um, <clears throat> I, I, I will say to spoil it a little bit, Highlander is probably a movie that would have been, uh, my brain probably would have remembered it better had I seen it at the time that it was made. Yeah. Yeah. Cause watching it now, it felt a little silly at times. Now the premise of this movie I thought was really fucking cool because you got these guys and there's no really. They have this thing, what do they call it? The uh, quickening. The quickening. And they don't really say how they get it. I don't think any of them even know. But they, they, it makes them, as long as they keep their head on their shoulders, literally, uh, they're immortal. And um, they, can't, they, can just, they can swim underwater and they, you know, they never age. Unless, well, they age to a certain point. Sean Connery to about sixty, Lambert to about thirty-five. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but after that, after they, after they uh, realize they have the quickening, I guess they uh, they stop aging. And there's this. It's kind of like this whole like legendary this 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 mythical tale that 
all of these guys that have this will all eventually have to meet each other in some sort of sword battle. They're like and, drawn together almost. Yeah, and they can't help themselves to, but they always have to uh, fight to the death one on one, and there can be only one. That's how it says, and they don't really know what'll happen when there's only one of them left. But that's kind of what they're all culminating to in the grand year, the grand year of 1986. Yes. So. I don't know what's special about 1986 either, except that that was when the movie was made. So, uh, really into this at first. Starts off, I said, fuck yeah, Queen was my first uh, my first uh, note here. And my second note is, what the fuck, Freebirds? Yeah. <laughs> so I he's, like that. He, he's going to a wrestling match, and he's fucking watching the, the, the Freebirds fight uh, Jumpin' Jim Bronzel and uh, Greg Gagne. And you get to and see the, and the Tonga kid. Michael Hayes climb up on the second rope while he takes his robe off and, like, tries to be sexy. Purely sexy. <laughs> he did that every time. He'd always do the, he was so hairy. Gordy, like, banging his head against the... Because <laughs> he was um, like nothing. now. Imagine, imagine if all wrestling events, especially from back then, had those sweet like crane shots, like panning through, and um, really bizarre choice to have them at a wrestling match of all things. But well, it was supposed that... to be that I read. I read it's supposed to be a hockey game, but the NHL wouldn't go for it. Oh, well, they, wanted, so... they wanted to show the vi- like you know this, the violence of society or. Why not? I mean, why not boxing or something then? Like it's weird that wrestling <laughs> made an appearance, especially the Freebirds. wrestling and, and Freebirds, I, I don't think frequented uh, Madison Square Garden or wherever yeah, the hell they were. Yeah, that was all Minnesota often. area. Oh well, I mean, they were supposed. To, the, the movie takes place in New York, though, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but obviously they uh, Ganya needed some money by the mid '80s, so he booked his uh, AWA guys. I used to have this AWA like wrestling ring set when I was a kid and I had the free birds and I had uh, I'm trying to think of some of that figures. I had. They all had like bodies like the He-Man action figures. Sergeant Slaughter maybe. Except for Gordy who, who was actually fat in his action figure. <laughs> um, but uh, they were all like super cut, had like, you know, 13 pack abs. But he, um, it was the, I had the free birds pack and I had, who else did I have? Um, Zabisco. Flair, Zabisco. Uh, there had to have been one more. Fuck, who was the other one? I mean, it was like this wooden wrestling ring with like rubber rubber band ropes and nice. said AWA on it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Rimco, Rimco was the company that made it. Look I it remember up. Rimco. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Jumpin' Jim, Greg Gagne, Tonka Kid. They didn't have action figures. So, uh, well, Greg Gagne did, but it was just too, it was like, uh, uh, so Q tips, uh, glued together. <laughs> was he the one, was it Greg Gagne that did that training seg- sequence with, with, uh, Sergeant Slaughter? Sergeant Slaughter. And, uh, Greg Rambo Gagne. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I used to watch AWA used to come on every day on ESPN yeah. uh, when I was come home from school. It was great. Um, so the uh, Lambert, I don't know. Did he leave the wrestling match early because yeah. he like okay? Well, and, he, uh, he kind of he was sitting there, like I said, with the quickening. The, the, it's like these guys are drawn together. Yeah. And so he's there not for the shitty wrestling. He's there because of that. And then when he starts feeling that that the, the feeling, he goes he he goes to where it's drawing him, which is in the parking garage. Right. Right. So. Um, 
the oh, he's. I have to say that uh, a trench coat and white sneakers is always a good look. So yeah. good on him for pulling that off. The um, but these swords that they have in this movie are fucking serious, and I like that. I like that, and they don't go too deep into it. But I like that the the warriors that um, that end up fighting, they're all from different like eras, mm-hmm. so their swords always look different. Like uh, Sean Connery, <laughs> even though he's Egyptian and from Spain with a Scottish accent, has a Japanese sword. Well, he he was uh, that was his last father in law. He he right. he must have he traveled so. He yeah. he married a Japanese lady, and her dad yes. was like uh, uh, Hattori Hanzo or something. Yeah, he had the he yeah a great <laughs> master swords, sword sword maker. Yeah. Did you see the little? I think Randy posted it the uh, video of them making the lightsaber katana. Hmm. It was pretty cool. The, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen those guys, the guys that make like armor and stuff. Uh, they do little YouTube videos, usually like six seven minutes long. And they like forged swords and stuff. But they they forged a katana with a lightsaber handle, and nice. it was pretty cool. Um, but he's got this really cool looking uh, katana. Uh, Lambert, well, see, he starts with his, but he ends up with that sword through other means. And um, then uh, Clancy Brown with his weird fucked up sword. Yeah, that he, that he carries like in a fucking briefcase. He <laughs> yeah, put it together. It doesn't seem like that'd be all that strong. Like the, yeah. it seemed like it might be weak at the joints, but. Um, but the, uh, he, you know, I don't think, I don't remember if they ever say the guy's name, but he meets him in the parking garage. They had this really serious fucking fight. There's some, there's some serious, like lightsaber effects going on. Yeah. And, um, the, the sword like cuts into a cement pillar. So like they had these, like, I don't know if the swords themselves are magical, but it, or it's their powers that do it. But, uh, I mean, he beheads this guy entirely. And uh, the and whenever whenever one of the guys with the quickening dies, it's like the shit just like explodes like lightning. It looks like uh, when uh, in when the Terminator comes in and <laughs> in uh, in time travel and like it just like, like blue lightning, lightning flying yeah. everywhere. Yep, yep. Um, it's like Peter North, you know, just going fucking <laughs> you know, when he ro- yogurt roping everywhere. <laughs> Dropping fucking loads. That would be like what Kurgan would say when he um, eats candy. <laughs> candy. Oh, I'm I like candy. that. Uh, hi, I'm Candy. He's like, of course you are. <laughs> and they have like a shot like right up her ass with this like <laughs> latex mini skirt on, which is pretty hot. Um, so we, we flash back to... Uh, Clan McLeod in fifteen thirty six. God, that would have sucked to live back then. Yes, it looked. It, yeah, it looked a little damp. Yeah, um, just wearing wool, wet wool. But they, uh, God, imagine what the, Let's imagine what those, <laughs> imagine what those kilts smelled like, Ugh, like balls, <laughs> sheep and balls, just wet balls yeah. all day, um, wet unwashed balls, unwashed balls. The uh, but I like the structure of the movie, how it kind of flashes for a while between, like, uh, between present day New York and uh, fifteen the fifteen thirties, when, um, shit, his, I just keep saying Lambert, Connor Connor McLeod, um, is kind of discovering his, the fact that he doesn't die, mm. um, they. When they flash back the first time, that's when we're first introduced to Clancy Brown, who is uh, 
the Kurgan or Victor Kruger. Now I gotta say, like like uh, this movie didn't blow me away. Without Clancy Brown, it would have been a it might have been a disaster. Yeah, Clancy Brown is fucking amazing in this movie. He he uh, really gets into it. I mean, yes he he is he is chewing it up from minute one. Uh, the minute you see him, he is wearing like this like. I don't know what it is. It's like giant, like reptile wolf skull helmet. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> it, scary. I mean, you know, if you were down there fighting and you saw that fucker, you know, come, it's like, God damn. Yeah. Um, I think he was like, wasn't he like, he was sort of like a mercenary or something because he was German. He was German or was, Russian or something. He was helping those Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it must have been the whole thing. Like he kind of, maybe he sensed that, that, yeah. uh, that, Connor McLeod was another one that he needed because remember he nobody was touching Connor McLeod he's just kind of like why is anybody yeah. fighting me <laughs> and uh and, but Clancy Brown's like fucker I will and he stabs the shit out of him and <laughs> <laughs> well he told uh he told all the guys that he was fighting for he said you know I'll I'll fight for you but remember nobody touch Connor McLeod the, oh okay, the one okay. known as Connor or whatever so he's like, fight me. Why won't anybody fight me? So I don't know. He's if, like if, fucking if, Ringo Starr walking around. <laughs> why won't anybody fight me? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Uh, I I don't know if uh, if the Kurgan's sword had something to do with kind of awakening his thing because he really seemed like he was dead, but you know, yeah. comes back to well, life. The thing about him, no, no, no. Well, they couldn't kill him. But but uh, the thing about that was he. Uh, I think. Kurgan was just kind of sadistic because he knew that he just needed to lop his head off, but he would still just stab him like through the chest or through the yeah. stomach, and then he'd be like, "Hurts, doesn't it?" <laughs> I think it was like the the sword was like a like a, a big phallic symbol, and he just like wanted to stab you with it, yeah, and then enjoy your your suffering like Rocco. So we when we flash back to present day again, uh, 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 Lambert gets picked up, and like you got to have the uh, always got to have the 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 uh, the typical yeah dickhead cops in the eighties <laughs> movies, um, unless the unless the movie is about the cops. But um, you a fag then, uh, Nash? Yeah, yeah. Come on, losing for a piece of ass. <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after this is uh, so he's questioned for this fight that happens after the wrestling match uh, because he's seen leaving the scene. They pick him up outside in his Porsche or whatever the hell he's driving. Do you think this would have been better if, um, if uh, Connor McLeod would have been played by like jumping Jim Brunzel and Terry Gordy was the Kurgan? <laughs> he just headbutt people and knock their heads off. They, they and imagine getting uh, Gordy to do a Russian accent. Oh, God. he can barely <laughs> speak English anyway. I know. He's like, uh, so what do you think about what you know? You and the Freebirds had a, um, a feud with the Road Warriors, and uh, you know was that pretty good? Yeah, the the Road Warriors are. Um, every day you talk about the Road Warriors, baby. 
fucking have to headbutt somebody. Andre had fucking bushy perm hair. You know, you, you got it. Just turns your head into a fucking. Uh, oh, um, uh, unstoppable uh, J- force. <laughs> Jimmy Snuka, brother. Yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah. I loved. I loved that gimmick. The the guys that uh, their headbutt was their thing. And if anybody ever headbutted them, they had to no sell it. <laughs> yeah, just like it was. A, it's because they had. You know why? It's because they had really thick skulls, and their yeah, brain was they only train, the size they, of a wall. When you train long enough, you can get the bone in the front to. Uh, well, they used to. That was a big gimmick for all the African American wrestlers because yeah. they were supposed to be kind of subhuman, and they and and it played into this this really gross racial stereotype. Like they their their heads were so hard. Because they had really small brains, but their skulls were really thick. Or you could be like the missing link and just have that spike of hair that was supposed to be super hard on the front of your yeah, head. You just grab a hold of your own your 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 uh, <laughs> fucking bush on the back of your head and slam your head into somebody. That gives it more power, man. Yeah, well, it does. Just like, just like putting your uh, putting your feet up on the ropes gives you more uh, pounds per square inch pressure on a pin. And... <laughs> get the leverage. You got to get the um, so back to, back to Highland. Back to back to Highlander. Um, the, we're we're introduced to God. What was the what was the chick's name? She was really the problem for me. Uh, Brenda. Yeah, the one that's the forensic. Uh, yeah, God, that whole storyline with her really just would put on the brakes because I loved the stuff with Clancy Brown. I thought the ba- the stuff where like we get a nice training sequence back in the past when because he wakes up. And uh, and his clan is like, uh, what the fuck, dude? You were just dead. <laughs> Let's burn this asshole at the stake. He's in and they, with Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. So they they can like the main guy convinces them just to let him go. So he has to go live in exile. What a rough life living in exile with like the hottest woman on yeah. earth. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your but, puss is like a fucking wet. Smell like a wet. God. Too. What what was her name? Because she was good she looking. She was hot. Here, that was. Oh god, I can't remember what her fucking name. Oh, that was real Celia Emery, I think was played her maybe. Yeah, she was she was a she was a hottie. Cuz he had that one chick before no, it wasn't and she her. and she turned on him when when he uh, had the big gaping wound in his chest and then just woke up. I was like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" <laughs> like, maybe it was Celia Emery. No, cuz Celia Emery played somebody with that last name. Was she Rachel? Maybe. Or was Ray Emery like I recognize her and that doesn't look like her. If you look up the picture, the patch on her eye. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Rachel. It was. uh, Whereas Rachel was the uh, the cop, right? I'm looking at the last name McLeod. There was Dougal McLeod, Angus McLeod, Kate McLeod. I don't know who she was. Well, there wasn't that many goddamn women in the fuck. No. Anyway, Heather (laughs) Sam Fatu. Professional wrestler, uncredited. Who? Um, Osamu. Yeah, I'm looking at the. What was her name? What, was it Heather? She was Heather. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Heather McLeod. There we go. Beady Edney. Yeah. And she don't show the boobs for some reason. Anyway, um, so yeah, he lives in exile, but that's when he meets. That's when he meets uh, Sean Connery and his peacock feathers 
and uh, they have some of the gayest training sequences of all time with yeah, run with <laughs> racing the foot races and, and making out in the in the fields and whatever <laughs> they were doing. Uh, it was it was it was almost as it was almost as homoerotic as uh, Sly and uh, Apollo Creed running on the beach. I did like when he learned that he could breathe under or just like breathe underwater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Picked- they they pick the most like weirdest places to do their training. It's like it would take like three days to climb up on these cliffs for them to sword fight for ten minutes. <laughs> but um, they but the you know when they when it flashes back to present day, you get these cool flashback things, and then you have the what's her face kind of like trying to unlock the mystery of this guy, and it was just kind of it just bring it to a halt. Um, the <laughs> I forgot I wrote this note. I said I was using all of my telekinetic powers trying to get uh, Heather's big old titty to fall out of her dress. <laughs> and I even rewound and tried it twice, but no luck. <laughs> I, tried to cha- I tried to change time. They had a pretty good life going there in their uh, damp stone. Yeah, and the thing. Kurgan, the dickhead Kurgan had to come ruin it all. He did, man. He was a jerk. He was a fucking uh, cock-blocking What an ass. Jerk. Um, but... He, when it goes to present day, Clancy Brown is not only entertaining in the past when he's wearing skull armor, he is also entertaining in the present when he listens to hair metal and drives a sports car, uh, bangs a hooker named Candy, uh, practices these solo sword moves. That was uh, really goofy. I remember when I first saw it, it was was cool when he put that sword together and and was in his And then he rolls it around like this totally pointless move where he rolls it inside of his arms. I wonder if Clancy Brown was just fucking around with that sword and and just thought, hey, check this out. I can do this. And they were like, hey, yeah, put that in there. We'll use that. The movie's kind of short. Let's put this in there. Training sequence. Um, And And he's ugly anyway. He has like a really big head. But yeah, he, he had that black hair, but then he shaved his head, and he and he had like these uh these I don't know if they were moles or warts, right? Yeah, around he, his they gave him a real lumpy. I don't know if it was makeup or what. Oops. This lumpy head. And, yeah. Um, I wonder if, but you know, I wonder if he had a lumpy head, or if they didn't just he if, if he didn't shave his head and they put a bald wig on him. I don't That's know. Well, like. yeah, it could have been because they had to they had to show unless they filmed all of it at once. But yeah, who knows. But he is a real dick. That was my note. The Kurgan is a real dick. <laughs> um, but like the scenery in this, there's some really like there's some almost like Lord of the Rings, New Zealand level shit in this. So I thought was pretty yeah. cool. Um, I like when the Kurgan went up against like the guy who wanted to be like Paul Kersey or the Punisher. <laughs> right, that dickhead. Shit. Oh, what was his? Bernard he had Getz. a shirt on. I swear, I wrote down what the what his shirt. Was oh, it? I can't. I don't have it. Like. Uh, Oh goddamn! Death before dishonor, or something. Or some yeah, something some stupid real... shit. You know <laughs> that I probably would have wanted when I was shit. in like junior high or something like that. Not um, junior high, probably grade school. So the Kurrigan pretty much is just he's just kind of being a dick through the whole movie, trying to get uh, uh, Connor to face off with him finally with his giant claymore fold out sword and yeah. Um, it, I want you know what would have been really cool. Okay. I always have to come up with these fantasy things, but if they would have got Lanny Poffo to play <laughs> Connor with the McLeod, sword he used in that one promo, yeah, yes, can you imagine that? <laughs> he's fighting the Kurgan, who would be like fucking Bruiser Brody or something. Uh, awesome. Oh, uh, Flair was saying on his podcast last week that that was one guy he could never blow up at all. Oh, 
I guarantee it, because he was probably so fucked up, fucking took so much speed before he went in the <laughs> ring. Uh, um, uh, I really like that. I really like the scene where uh, Christopher Lambert has the he's drunk with the powdered wig. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, they but, just kept fucking yeah, over and over again. Just keep stabbing him over. And, but the uh, you could really see a lot of that. It's got a very eighties aesthetic. Yeah, oh yeah. But the the director um, coming from you know if you've seen Razorback, you'll get an idea how it works. There's some pretty wild like tracking shots in this movie. Some like really long like low angled hallway. Uh, hall, down hallways and stuff like that, or people running along during sword fights and stuff. There's some pretty crazy, like uh, nice flourishes and stuff like that in there. That that, but really, that story they focus so much on that '80s like detective of yeah. the week kind of shit that it kind of got boring. But um, all in all, I thought it was pretty good. What did you have to? <laughs> what do you have to add? Okay, now I saw this when it first came out in the theater, and I remember. My friend Jim and I going to see it, and we thought it was so fucking cool. We were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this is so this is so fucking cool." Now, now I haven't seen it in a long time, <laughs> and I watched it now, and my perspective is different. <laughs> oh no! No, no, no! I, it's 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 definitely more. It's not like when I watch it now, I see it more entertaining in a ggtmc kind of way yeah yeah about kind of how some of the stuff is like, okay he's fighting this guy fazil who's this like french guy in the parking garage of the wrestling match <laughs> and this guy seems like he's kind of like an older guy or whatever and he wears these aviator sunglasses he had like but, a cutlass his sort of yeah cool too. but the the funny thing it was a toledo scaramanga <laughs> <laughs> That's what's funny is I can remember this stupid shit from like 1986. I can, if if I had to take a test, uh, like if if I had uh, uh, set in a classroom and and they drilled me with uh, stuff that I would need to know, like for school or something like that, I couldn't remember shit unless I memorized it. But I can remember shit from uh, this fucking stupid ass movie. Anyway, um, there was some stuff in there like where they would do things, and I know that. The director probably thought, okay, this will look really cool. Like, <laughs> Connor is fighting with Fazil in the parking garage. And for no reason whatsoever, this guy just does back handsprings like <laughs> the length of the garage. Now, I, you know, you know, and you know they, got, they just got some guy. They thought, okay, this will look cool. It'll be like, you know, I was going to say Matrixy, but this was way before the Matrix, but they thought this looked cool. But you you know it's not the guy, but but it's like he's not even really chasing him, so why is this guy doing these backhand sprints <laughs> for no fucking reason? Okay, now, when they would hit, like, the, the cars, like you said, okay, these are supposed to be just swords, but they'd hit the cards, and the cars, like, all this smoke and shit would kind of, like, whoosh. Um, now, they said that I think... Uh, I don't know if it was Kurgan and Connor when they were fighting with the swords, they actually had a, a cord um, that were like ran down their, that was hooked to the sword that ran down their sleeves. Mm -hmm. One of them, and they were both hooked to car batteries. One of them was hooked to the positive and the other was hooked to the negative. Oh. So when they would hit, they'd get these big sparks and shit, but I, that's just all for, you know, for effect. Cause yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. shit that went on in the parking garage, it's like, okay, why the fuck is this happening? But, uh, <laughs> now 
Um, oh God, I'm trying to think. Uh, Kurgan, I thought he's going to get like a kind of rapey with uh, Heather. Yeah. Because he, I don't know where Connor was supposed to be, but he left Sean Connery with Heather. That's where it was confusing to me right there because I was like, wait, is this is this chick Sean Connery's? No, that was her. And, and Yeah, and I was like, wait, about... why is she there? And why are they living in this weird castle thing? Yeah, and, and, and some of the castle shit, like um, there, were, there were times where Kurgan was swinging his sword and he would hit these giant stones and you could tell they were styrofoam. <laughs> yeah. And, and when he, even when he bust, when, when Heather and uh, Ramirez were sitting in there having their nice little talk about, you know, whatever his, his past and his one woman that he loved and everything. And she's eating it up, probably like wanting to get the, his spons. Uh, <laughs> but he, Kurgan bust through the door. And I mean, you could tell it was like fucking, uh, remember when the big Kool-Aid guy would bust through the, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, Kool-Aid. And it, you could tell the door was like, kind of like, you know, styrofoam or right. um, breakaway. Now that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. But even like, like I said, some of the stuff, you could tell the guy was a music video, yeah. Uh, director plus the 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 the, the times the, some of the stuff he did. Like they go up these steps and Kurgan hits, swings his sword, and I, I can't remember if Ramirez Doctor where, and he hits the wall and the whole fucking side of the building falls off. So all there is is the steps going up, and it it it, it was meant to look cool and impressive mm-hmm. that they're just up at the peak of these the staircase to nowhere fighting but it was stupid and um <laughs> and, <laughs> and i did like you know i remember when we went to see it my friend jim was like you know he was all like for the uh christopher lambert look with the the it, like that was back in the time when you're so stupid like he was ready to run out and buy like a trench coat and a pair of fucking like a a white Reeboks or whatever, you know. Yes. Yeah, but he did. But he would look more like a, you know, fat Philip Seymour Hoffman dressed like that. <laughs> he thought because he did the same thing with Miami Vice, you know, like all of a sudden he was going out like popping his collar or or buying like a like um those um blazers and pushing the sleeves up and shit. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't look like Don Johnson. You look like Philip Seymour Hoffman at his big. Fattest with his big <laughs> belly, and you know. So anyway, but that's another story. Um, it was fun to watch. I bought the Blu-ray of this, and it looks good. <laughs> yeah. But um, now I did read. It's it's if you get on IMDb uh, under the trivia thing, there's a lot of stuff in there. Like they're talking about how the the actual story was that it was how much darker it was, and and um. There's a lot. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, um, they, there was no quickening. The guys just, you know, would fight and everything. It almost seems like almost like a, you know, when they would say uh, they used like some cultures believe like if you ate the heart of your enemy or you know whatever mm-hmm. or drank their blood, it's almost like a vampirism thing. Like you know, you have to cut their head off and everything. Um, there was some sequels to this, and there was a TV show. Now. The sequel, the first sequel, number two, um, they said that Connery and Christopher Lambert like really got along in you know in real life. So when they made this, when this was a success and they made the sequel, 
um, they he said, you know, he wanted to bring Sean Connery back. Well, you know, no spo- I mean, you know, I don't say spoiler alert, but it kind of <laughs> seemed like it would be impossible. But when they made the sequel, it was just like to me and probably to everybody else, um, it was just to cash in on the success of the first one because it made no sense. Right. They said that they were aliens from like some other planet or oh, something. Oh no! Sean Connery shows back up. They're in like the 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 real like you know in the future with spaceships and shit and flying around and it was dumb. Now then they had one where Christopher Lambert, uh, Mario Van Peebles, I think was like a Mongol. I don't know if he was like supposed to be Genghis Khan or something. And nice. They had that one, and then they had a TV show that had. I can't remember who the guy was. He was the star and Christopher Lambert made some guest appearances a few times, but, um, so it was a franchise. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the Kurgan was the best part. And I just remember him and bad boys sticking his fucking finger up his nose, getting a big, (coughs) getting a big booger on the end of his finger and putting in Sean Penn's (laughs) beans. And, and then, you know, that led to the infamous, uh, uh, Casey Jesus, that show was that show was on like seven seasons. It was on for a long time. What was one of those syndicated, like Fox syndicated, like, yeah. like the what was the Lorenzo Lamas Renegade? Oh, the Renegade. Yeah, it was like one of those deals, like Baywatch. Duncan Mack was the lead guy. Adrian Paul was the guy that played him. Yeah, see, that was a success. And, and you know what? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it was probably Highlander Endgame, Highlander the Source. There's not. There might be more than three movies. Oh yeah, it was like a, it was like a. There was a bunch of them, and uh, they were probably. If you go back and watch them, even though they're all probably shitty, they're probably still better than those Star Wars prequels. Um, <laughs> Donnie Yen was in uh, Highlander Endgame. Now see, there you go. They Let's should see make Highlander a new the one. Source, two thousand seven. They were making them that recently. Damn right, man. It's Adrian it's, Paul was in that too. Let me see if I recognize any other bit. Any Adrian name. Paul isn't that the titless one from Baywatch? No, that's the big? that's the guy that's who's, in the was in the main guy in the TV show. Who was that chick from Baywatch that was the sh- short haired titless one? What was her name? Eggert? Something? No, something Paul. Oh no, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, no, I know who Nicole Eggert. She had tits and then got rid of her tits and then she got fat. I'll see. But um, uh, I just remember, I always remember like, hi, I'm Candy. And that douche in that fucking room. I know people right now, <laughs> literally. Well, they're they're not together anymore. But um, uh, acquaintances of mine uh-huh. that were like in, really into the sword thing. And, you know, where you see, like, you can go online or go to these stores uh, in the mall or wherever. Yep, fuck, yep. And, and they have those swords, like, you can buy swords. <laughs> and they actually will have, like, the Kurgan sword or, you know, these different ones. And they would buy these fucking swords and fucking, they're married. And, like, would sword fight around the house, like, pretend. And they're, oh, uh, like, no. adults and shit. And uh, so anyway, but that's funny. And they were weird. I mean, they're like uh, strange sexual deviants. <laughs> <laughs> but, the kind of couple that awkwardly shags at every uh, every music uh, venue they ever go to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or swing dance. There you go. Um, burr. Burr. <laughs> Kurgan, uh, he, he um, I guess, I don't know if I would say it was kind of apropos that 
he at one point he's wearing that black armor like you said with the with the big skull thing mm-hmm. helmet and then in the in the present day he's like all in leather and you know kind of like a sort of punk like a rocker punk, almost. punk guy um a skinhead yeah clancy brown's good i mean he's always good he's 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 a kind of a intimidating ugly big-headed dude so he plays a good villain and there's there was one point in this i can't remember what what, what part it was where he was like doing something with his tongue he was like going ah, to some old woman. <laughs> i don't know what he's doing yeah and, and i mean that was disgusting he was really gross but I, I'll, I'll never forget him oh, was and, that the priest and, uh, he was doing that to huh was that the one was he doing that to the priest yeah it was to the priest yeah that's what it was he was in and and uh uh they said that when he was in the church, they actually went to a real church, and I think that was a real priest. And they <laughs> asked him if they could shoot in there, and he ad-libbed a bunch of stuff. And they said nice. that some of the stuff he was saying was so blasphemous that the priest was like, oh, my God, I'm getting a toe cramp. A toe cramp. Wait a minute. <laughs> I had to use my fucking force of will to straighten out my toes you know when the second one like just kind of bends forward like real far yes and and then it just starts keeps going and you're like and you can feel <laughs> it in the arch of your foot oh shit, wait a minute i gotta pull my toes back <laughs> so uh that's the highlander and it was it was uh it's it's uh fun to watch like i it's, said yeah it's, but it's it's strange because i'm serious when it first came out we thought it was so cool, like not in a stupid way. We didn't think it was dumb or 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 uh, not dumb, but like you know how like uh, the way I'm watching it now is like I said, you know, watching a a, a GGTMC sword and sorcery yeah. kind of a thing, and and you look back now. I'm surprised. The only thing that could have made it better is if they would have put. Uh, Connor McLeod in a members only jacket instead of that trench coat. But uh, I think he yep. wore the trench coat because he it was easy to hide the sword. Yeah. S word. Because he always he always cor- carried it with him. So did I lose you? Nope, I'm here. God damn it. All right, sky pickup. Um we can just go ahead and rate it. Pick a check up. Um the uh parts of it thought were awesome and hilarious at the same time. Clancy Brown rules. The detective chick was boring. Mm. Um, it comes out to be a pretty solid movie. I give it a six point two five. I'm glad I finally saw it. Yeah, I'm there with you. It's a if you would ask me back in '86, I probably would have gave it like a fucking eight point seven five or something. <laughs> it's fun to watch now, but it is it's it's it definitely uh, is a sign of its times, and yeah. uh, it's kind of I don't know. A lot of the stuff kind of comes off corny and goofy, the special effects and everything. But what are you going to do? I give it a. I'm right there with a six point five. I guess you know. Nice. Uh, Kurgan cool. Kurgan makes the movie. Kurgan makes the movie. I love the Clancy Brown. Um, so we don't have any feed sack this week. So that's about it for the show. Yes. Um, you can always send us feed sack to two zero six three three nine sixteen hundred. Uh, I I know it's still there because I was afraid that since we hadn't recorded for so long that it would disappear. So I <laughs> called it and left a be- message of me heavy breathing just to make sure. Yeah. Um, heavy breathing. 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, download our show on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and silverandgold.com, and join our Facebook groups. That's plural. Yeah, Facebook.com slash groups slash Gold. There's the Gentleman's Guide to Comics. There's Wrestling and Gold. There's the Gentleman's Guide to Sports. Feedback group. Feedback group. If you want to talk about ice cream and my delicious yeah. tiramisu gelato, I'm going to go eat some more. Oh, my God. By the time we go to the wrestling. <laughs> I'm going to be a fat as fuck. I, I got, I was, when I was like sick Terry with the allergy. back. <laughs> when I was when I was sick with the allergy thing last week, I wasn't eating much, and I was just eating like a smoothie for lunch every day, and I dropped five pounds in like a week and a half. I wish I could drop. Uh, so I'm still hovering around 200. I'm doing all right. Um, so we don't know what we're doing yet. Uh, this was our 175th episode. Are you so, serious? Yeah. So maybe we should do a Dolph and a and a Henry Silva movie oh my next week. God, that's a lot of fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Too many? We'll see. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. I seriously, when you said 175, that you were joking. You are joking, was, right? No, it's really. This is number 175. Jesus Christ. Um. So yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> yes, that's a lot of hours. Ugh, we'll never get it back. <laughs> All right. Until next time. This is a love. Oot. Yes. It is. Bye.